Welcome, welcome, welcome to Brought Hi. to You by the Letter with Carly and Kelsey. I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. Yay. And we're two <laughs> and we're two best friends who talk about everything from A to Z. Yep. Just and like that. Yes. And today is a super exciting day because we have so some friends over. We're so excited to introduce you to Kelly and Lindsay from Fuck You, I'm Smarter. Woo! Welcome, guys. It's Thank a you. slumber party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is how it feels. Right? It's like we're in our pajamas. For the listeners, you don't know we're laying in bed together. We're jumping on the bed. Mm-hmm. We're not doing pillow any. fighting. No, none of it. No? None of it. No. <laughs> I wish we were. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a, it's the Zoom equivalent. That's what every great podcast needs, right? You just gotta get cozy and then listen to some stories. Yes. Learn some things. That's, yes. That's all. That's what we're here for. Yes. And your podcast is also about learning. So you guys are like an inspiration to us. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we found each other. I think we. Um, um, all four of us felt like we needed were adults who need to learn more that felt <laughs> yeah. like they did not learn enough uh, growing up in our you know in our school the American education yes. system and so Kelly yep. and I started Fuck You I'm Smarter because we were sick of feeling dumb at parties and we were like I know about climate change, but do I know enough about climate change? And so we wanted to, you know, make a fun, funny game show podcast to make yeah. us feel a little smarter. Yeah. Has it worked? That's no. still it's out for debate. Made me feel uh, worse but <laughs> about myself. Yeah. <laughs> we love what you what you girls are doing. And um it's also inspirational to us. We love that it's like kind of a similar vein like a funny a funny show two best friends trying to make each other smarter yes do you guys feel like your podcast has actually like have you learned things and then brought them into real life i think (laughs) i have yeah i can't quite think of an example at the moment but i know it's happened where i've been like actually i did i researched this for my podcast well we have a running joke on our podcast about uh roosevelt like and we always go which one the one in annie or the one not in annie (laughs) and i know (laughs) i know in our lives we'll be like I know that's the one from Annie because we talked about it on the podcast. So I feel like we've used <laughs> FDR because he's the one in Annie. He right? is the one there in Annie. We, that at least we have learned. <laughs> mm-hmm. The the Roosevelt in Annie is FDR. So that, yes, that at least learned. one thing we've learned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I just learned that. So. Yeah, same. I'm <laughs> awesome. So wait, there's FDR and then who's the other one? The other Teddy. Roosevelt. Teddy! Oh my god. Good job, Kelly. The <laughs> other cool. Roosevelt. Thank you. See? Yeah. Teddy. This is Teddy. why we're here. And what I learned Ooh. is the big okay. thing about mm. FDR is that he had polio. Uh-huh. Well, but Kelly taught me mm-hmm. that it may not have even been polio. Mm-mm. Oh. So we have learned. Could have been a different spinal disease. Mm. It's up for debate. Ooh. Oh, wow. Debate among mm-hmm. scholars. I know. It's controversial. Yikes. Wow. Wow. Maybe one day we can scholarly debate this sometime. Yeah, that would be cool. That should do FDR. For your F. You know who Mm. you should do who's fascinating? Who? Eleanor Roosevelt. Ooh, yes. You dive into her. She was one badass bitch. And I learned that on this podcast. I was like, why are we talking about him? This woman is amazing. There was some Hamilton shit it's, right there. We do we, <laughs> we do love to talk about badass bitch women mm-hmm. through history. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're very underreported. Yeah. 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 Kelsey will get on her soapbox and talk about how Bloody Mary actually shouldn't be called Bloody Mary because she killed like significantly less people than her father by like thousands upon thousands. Carly, if you say that one more time, we're going to have a problem. You said it twice. Okay. (laughs) You have one more time to say. You don't know. I don't think she should. Don't say it. You can't say her name three times. Oh, well, I'm not in a... You're not looking in a mirror. I'm not in a mirror. And we chatted about this um, when Kelsey reported on it. But we were always... Or at least I thought that it was like... It had something to do with a bathroom. Like, yes. dark bathroom in the mirror. So I'm good. There's no... Okay. okay. There's okay. no mirrors around. So I'm, I'm good. Except for the black mirror right in front of you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I still can't go in a dark bathroom. No. Like, no. if I leave... So at night, if I leave my door open a crack, like, there's sort of enough light to, like, use the bathroom. But I will turn on the light. It doesn't matter if it wakes me up and I can't fall asleep again the, all night. I have to turn on the light because I just refuse to walk past a dark mirror in a bathroom. And without even, I'm not even going to say it. She got a bad rap. She only killed a couple of people. So wait, she killed people? Who's her father? It was just like 200. Like, what? Her father was Henry VIII. Yeah. Right? Henry VIII. So he killed like, I think it was 52 to 75,000 people. So a lot lot of people. And she killed like under 300. It's like, and we still call him a king and she's Bloody Mary. Right. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Some dark times, ladies. (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know Bloody Mary was based on a historical figure. Yes. Wow. Yeah. She's like my number one girl. Like I'm a big fan. All right. And we just call it we just call her Mary here. Yeah. Just Mary. Just let her can, she can she say just her be a person? As many times yeah. as you want. Mary, yeah. Mary. Mary. That's it. So we go back to your, your previous season and listen to yeah. uh, is that B. M or B? It's B. B. And it's actually okay. B M now. Right. But we are on B today. You guys are here <gasps> oh, yeah. for episode B. Whoa. All the more reason not to say her name. Yes. <laughs> well, do you guys just want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm honestly just excited to see you talking about Ben Franklin because I feel like you're going to be very like, he's so amazing. I love him. Um, Okay. (laughs) Because that's what you are like about him. So I'm doing Ben Franklin. Okay. Brought to you by the letter B, hence the podcast name. But Kelsey let me borrow some bifocals Mm -hmm. that I am wearing to report. Very on brands. I personally... I'm a Ben Franklin stan. I've always <laughs> liked him. Like, it's kind of hard to explain why I did, like, an art project on him that won a prize. I think it won, like, third place or something on this little, like, drawing I did of Ben Franklin. I don't really know. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> my mom has it framed in our, our house. That's adorable. Oh, <laughs> still there. But, yeah, so... I've always loved him, but honestly, like researching and learning like more details about him made me love him more. Oh, so, wow! If you guys are ready, I will start. I'm Let's ready to get go. horny over Ben Franklin. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> we will get horny. Don't worry. Ooh, Don't you worry. All right. Oh, this ready. is a sexual podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> ben Franklin was born on January seventeenth, seventeen o six, in Boston, Massachusetts. His father, Josiah, was an English-born soap and candle maker. He had 17 children. 
Josiah had Yikes. 17 children, mm. and Ben was his 15th child, youngest son, with his second wife, Abia Folger. So, Josiah... Wow. Guess didn't believe in birth control. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like even that. think there they there was birth control. Like that wasn't even a concept. No. It was like it was like how it wasn't how can we not have as that many kids? It's like how can we have more kids? Right. True. Let's spread yeah. our seed. Yeah. Oh we no, I hate 17 that. Seventeen <laughs> kids, only two wives. That's incredible. At least yeah. it wasn't only one. I feel so bad for those ladies. Well, the first one probably died in childbirth. I mean, right. I'm speculating. I don't know. Yeah. That's like every woman. Yeah. They just like, I mean, they like just had babies until they died. That was like basically yeah. it. Mm-hmm. God, that sounds yeah. horrible. No, they thank were just you. like readers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so as a young chap, Franklin loved reading and learning, but he actually stopped his former schooling when he was 10 in order to work in his father's, like, soap and candle shop. However, at 12, he became an apprentice to his older brother James at a print shop that James owned. So Ben's brothers, James, set up the first real newspaper in Boston called the New England Current a few years later. There at the time was actually like two papers in Boston, but they weren't like we're saying they're not official because they only like reprinted articles from England. However, James's paper had specific articles like written by Americans, um, opinion pieces that were written by his friends, advertisements and ship schedules. And it was just wow, because it was you know, an OG right. Boston paper. More relevant to the time and place that it was in. Exactly. So Ben dreamed of writing for the paper too, but James was like kind of a hard ass. We don't like James over mm-hmm. here. And he would actually frequently beat up Ben if he would like fuck up at the shop. He was mm-hmm. not a Wait, good Wait, James brother. was who to him? Sorry. His brother. His brother. His older brother. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if he's like the first oldest. He's one of the other 14. Right. Yeah. If yeah. he's like the first son, he could literally be like 30 years older than him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ben was like frustrated because he like knew James was a hard ass and wouldn't let him write for the paper. So at 16 years old, our boy Ben began to write letters at night and signed them by the fictional name of a widow named Silence Do-Good. Amazing fucking name. Silence Do-Good? Yes. Silence Do-Good. That is so emo. I love it. Super emo. (laughs) Wait, so he's taking on like a old woman woman's name exactly he's pretending to be a widow and he's writing these letters and he would like sneak them under the print shop doors at night yeah so he would fill them with like advice and and like silence was very critical of the world around her especially concerning how women were treated and he wrote this yep at 16 years old how cute right i'm just like already a fan already in love (laughs) he like even created so much of like an elaborate backstory about silence do good's life in within the letters like he created he like she was a character to him and um yeah amazing so basically of course like they published these letters wow because they were good and awesome surprising they published something written by a quote-unquote woman 
Most most women were trying to pretend to be men to get published in yeah, these days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everyone would, like loved the letters. They were a hit. So after 14 letters actually got published in The Current, Ben eventually told his brother that, like, hey, it was me. And even though, like, everybody loved the letters, of course, because James was a fucking dick, he got pissed and he was jealous. James sucks. James fucking sucks. James blows. And that's why nobody knows who James Franklin is. And everybody knows who Ben is. Boom! America. The one we want to be part of. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Soon after, the Franklins actually, like, made some enemies around this time with some of Boston powerful Puritan preachers um, named the Mathers. So during this time, smallpox was really rampant, and the Mathers actually supported inoculation, a.k.a. vaccination against smallpox, whereas the Franklins and then, like, the writings of the current believed that it made people sicker, so it was kind of interesting. This was new technology then, though. (laughs) Yes. So they were kind of, like, the first... Right, they were, like, itching scabs into their own scabs, and, like, that's how inoculation Mm. was going, so not great. Yeah, right, 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 right. Everything eventually came to a head when James was, like, thrown in jail for speaking out against these Mathers people. I guess they were pretty powerful. So, Ben, which, side note, that fucking sucks for just, like, having a a stance against somebody and going to jail. (laughs) Going to jail just for that, yeah. We hate James, so whatever. Goodbye. So, you know what? He deserved it. It was just a different, roundabout way to get his comeuppance. Mm -hmm. Because he was in jail, Ben was left to run the paper, for a couple months. Oh, shit. And he killed it, obviously. You know, Obviously. So, he's a star. <laughs> so when James was released from jail, because he's a dick, he was not grateful. Like, come the fuck on. Like, I hate him. Whatever. He's, he's about <laughs> to be out of our story soon. Hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, oh, my gosh. You're so right. What's... What happened to him? What happened to him? Who hurt what him? Happened? Maybe... Maybe he's mad because he wasn't enough for his dad and then his dad had 17 more kids. Right. Exactly. James was the biggest disappointment of all. I think we just psychoanalyzed James Franklin. 100%. Also, it sounds like James Franco. It does. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. Also, the Mathers. I can't stop thinking about like, is Marshall Mathers a descendant of the Mathers? I wonder if he is because he's very white. (laughs) Do you think so? Is, Is he a real person? Marshall Mathers. Eminem. Is that his real name? Or is that That's his name? Oh, for some reason I thought it was a, a <laughs> I thought it was like a pseudonym, like a, a character he created. No. No. I think Eminem That's his actual is name. an original Mathers. I th- Whoa. Could I'd like be. to look into that in the E episode, please. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. It's spelled <laughs> yes. the same. We absolutely should. <laughs> so basically James just was harassing Ben more and like beat him up even more so he was over it he was like fuck this and decided to run away in 1723 at the age of 17 wow There's a lot of 17s 1700 17 kids age 17 he took a boat to new york where he hoped to find work as a printer however he didn't have any luck so he walked across to new jersey and finally arrived in philadelphia Woo! yay that's where we're based Hey, that's where my family's from. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's a great place. Lots of history. It's all right. No, I like it. I like (laughs) it. I appreciate it. It's it's easy to make fun of, too, you know? 
but I like that about it. So. You're allowed to make fun of where you grew up. Franklin found work as an apprentice printer and excelled. He was so skilled that the governor of Pennsylvania promised to help set up his own business if Ben would travel to London to purchase fonts. Back then, you had to, like, have individual little, like, squares of fonts. Wow. He had to cross the Atlantic Ocean to get new fonts. Yep. And we just have to, like, open an app. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, now we just download them illegally online. Yeah, down- yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he went to London, but unfortunately, the governor, like, went back on his promise. He was supposed to receive a letter um, once he got to London to help him, like, secure these supplies, but he never did. So he was actually forced to work at London's print shops and stay for a few months before he could like afford to travel back whoa wow so he was abandoned by his employer who like promised yep him certain yep. amount of money. wow people were really shitty i mean people are shitty now but like that's so shitty to do <laughs> also to he went across the ocean not just that but a pigeon told him because that's the only way you could communicate right, in those days right exactly. like, a pigeon had to, like go across the sea tell him like your boss fucked you over and then go yeah, back like 17 sailors had to die for him to get mm-hmm. that memo oh yeah my God. really for real. Oh, maybe the pigeon died on the way over. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, Pete. never knew. All right, never knew. But luckily, Ben loved London. His father was English-born, so he had always just known America, so... He loved London's pleasures and attended theater performances. Theater. Mingled with people in coffee shops and even created his first invention. <gasps> Woo! So, as a self-taught swimmer, Ben Franklin created his own wooden flippers and used them to swim long distances in the Thames River. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with Benjamin Franklin. Wooden flippers! <laughs> like a little penguin. I love that they're wooden. His first prototype he invented when he was 11, and they were actually paddles used for your hands like you hold on to them to swim mm-hmm. with your hands but he was like nah i don't think these work because they quote fatigued the wrists too much oh. wrist right. work mm-hmm. too much wrist work so put it on the feet exactly in london he strapped boards to his feet like sandals and then mm-hmm. that was literally like the first ever flipper i love him but he's like gotta be so shameless to just like freaking jump in yeah. the thames with some Wooden fucking flippers on. Thames was probably like a toilet. Like if you think about it, a filth cauldron. Yeah, no, of course they're dumping all their like waste. They're dumping their like oh my god, they're like porta potties. Their personal porta potties. Yeah, like their Their bedpans. Yeah, did not even think that. Their their buckets of filth. Yes, (laughs) slop. He's like trying to pick up women at the bar with like no shirt, wooden flippers, and smells like shit. So. We know Ben to be a certain look, you know, from all right. of our pictures we have of him. Apparently, as a lad, he was hot. Apparently, he was like strapping. He was like, okay. show me a picture and I'll. Uh... Yeah, we'll tell you what we think. Hot or not. Yeah, show ben me Franklin. show me his portrait. Yeah, I don't, I don't have or any. we can just do like a what we would like to envision exactly. as the young, sexy Ben Franklin. Ooh. I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. <laughs> <laughs> sexy ben Franklin. <laughs> 
Do we have any artists out there who might want to draw sexy Ooh. Ben Franklin? I mean, <laughs> an improvement on the current image that we already know, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. already sexy. But uh, <laughs> just kidding. Right. I don't love him like that. I mean, most of the time. But anyways. Lies. Let's get back <laughs> to the story. So Ben eventually returned to Philly and he was hired at another print shop, but he was like better than the guy that he was working for. So he officially set up his own business. In 1728, he fathered a child named William, but we don't know who the mom was. However, in 1730, he married his childhood sweetheart, Deborah Reed. She was the daughter of his, like, first ever landlord once he moved to Philly. Um, So he had known her for several years. The couple embraced William as their own, and then they gave birth to Francis in 1732, but unfortunately, he died four years later of smallpox. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Poor Francis Franklin. Was he still <laughs> against inoculation? Right. Probably. Mm. I mean, I don't know. In 1743, his daughter Sarah was born, and she was their only daughter. So, in addition to running the print shop, the Franklins also ran their own store where Deborah sold everything from soap to fabric, and Ben also had his own bookstore. Mm, I'm assuming he, like, printed the books, probably. Probably. I don't know how this guy has all this fucking time. Yeah. I mean, he's a freaking maniac. I mean, that's his job, though, I guess, you know? He's exactly. just like, I'm just exactly. going to make candles and books, yeah. and that's what I do. And he wasn't <laughs> helping his wife. I mean, in the, in these years, like, that's true. he's doing all the work with the that's household true. stuff. Accurate. And the right, yeah. He's He probably like barely met his kids. Right. We have to keep reminding ourselves of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. That's why he had more time. He did not change one diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he definitely didn't. <laughs> and back in those days, you had to wash it. Yeah. in the Thames. In the Thames River. <laughs> in the Thames. Yeah. In the Thames, or however you say it. Thames. <laughs> so, basically, the following years were, like, crazy for him and his family. So, a whole bunch of shit happened. Basically, in 1728, he actually was commissioned by the government to print paper currency. Whoa. Insane. In 1729, he took over the Pennsylvania Gazette. He not only printed the paper, but contributed writings under aliases. The Gazette became the most successful paper in the colonies and was one of the first newspapers to print a political cartoon actually Hmm. written by Ben himself. You guys probably know this. It's um, a snake cut up into eight pieces and it's captioned, join or die about like all the colonies. Oh, yeah. Portion of the snake. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was Ben. Wow. It's not very funny. (laughs) (laughs) When did he, when does he invent electricity? We're getting there. Did you do that? We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. We're learning about little Ben first. Okay. He also didn't invent. I, yeah, I know. that. Well, that was supposed to be my joke. <laughs> that it was, he didn't actually invent it. Yeah, like, yeah. They invented the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. So he was actually like so good at his job that he was named the official printer of Pennsylvania. Go Ben. In 1733. He began publishing the Poor Richard's Almanac. You guys heard of that? No. Poor Anyone? Dick? I have. Poor Richard's <laughs> Almanac. <laughs> well, I've heard of Poor Dick before. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. It was printed every year, and almanacs contained weather reports, recipes, predictions, and like quotable phrases. Franklin published his almanac under the guise of a man named Richard Saunders, a poor man who needed money to take care of his so called 
carping wife, which I was like, what the fuck does carping wife mean? And it means like a petty nagging wife. So I don't know. Excuse me. After he he started out good with his like old woman character who's like has commentary (laughs) about how about the treatment of women. Then now he's like kind of once he got married and had kids, now he's kind of come back around to the the way that the men thought in the times, I guess. Unless he was making a bit out of it and made himself look like I think he's making a bit. I think he's making a bit. Like I could see that being a thing too. That's true. That's what I'm choosing to believe, at least. Let's choose to believe that because we want to love him. We want to keep loving him. We love him. All right. So I am familiar, maybe because of my standing of Ben. I'm familiar with the Poor Richard's Almanac because it's like famous for having like all of his like quotes in it. And stuff like famous phrases. So to kind of tie together, brought to you by the letter and fuck you, I'm smarter. I have a quick little <gasps> game for us. Yeah. So we'll go by quick. Love this it. game is called Did Ben Say That? Love okay. It. So you have to tell me, yes, he said it or no, he said it. And I'm going to ask each one of you guys. So I'll ask you, okay. Kelsey, first. Okay. Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Did Ben say that? I'm going to say, yeah. That is correct. That's probably the easiest one you will get. (laughs) All right. Lindsay. Yes. A penny saved is a penny earned. Did Ben Mm. say that? You know, I know that phrase. Could it be that Ben said it? I mean, I want to give him credit. So I'll say, yes, he said it. So he actually did not say it. Most people Hmm. believe he said it. The correct phrasing is a penny saved is two pence clear. Which doesn't sound as good as... No, it's not. It doesn't no, roll off the tongue in the same it doesn't. way. Yeah. Two pence clear. It's like old timey. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah. old timey. Two pence clear. Two pence clear. You would get like beat up on the playground for saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom, my mom told me. <laughs> Penny saved. It's two pence clear. Pop. Right in the face. Hit him with my yeah. wooden flipper. Yeah. <laughs> wooden exactly. flipper. Next one. Next one. Kelly. Honesty is the best policy. Everyone says this. Did Ben say it, though? Everyone says it. I don't think he said it. He did say it. He did, he did say it. That. But he's saying he's silence Clarence yeah. and mm-hmm. big, I guess big dick daddy. If we think of him as a performer <laughs> right, and the, the, the right. characters, I guess, <laughs> it's not a lie. I wish right. they called him big dick daddy. <laughs> big dick daddy's almanac. Yeah, that's better. Damn. <laughs> Different pictures in there than you're expecting. Not like yeah. pictures of the moon and the constellations and yeah. the farm animals. Yeah. Well, actually, the farm animals might be in there, too. True. Very true. Yeah. It's a different kind of publication. All right, Kelsey, next one. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. God made beer because he loves us and wants us to be happy. Famously, well, not famously. I don't know if you know this. My dad got me a magnet that says this with Ben Franklin at the bottom. But did he say it? I actually got my dad a magnet of this. <laughs> Look Believe at us. It or not. Dads love beer. <laughs> Dad, dads do love beer. I think I've heard that it's not true, even though everybody in Philly wants it to be true. So, so he, Kelsey, you're right. He did not say it. (gasps) He never said it about beer. It's actually about wine. So the correct quote is also much dorkier than what we think. (laughs) But it's, um, are you calling Ben a dork? (laughs) I mean, no, I love him. Just let me. I'm just just poking fun at him. You know, we we have this. That's their banter. Big dick dork daddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the real quote is behold the rain which descends from heaven upon our vineyards there it enters the roots of the vines to be changed into wine a constant proof that god loves us and loves to see us happy that's beautiful it, but it doesn't fit on a magnet so. You're right. exactly yeah. exactly you too, short too long for a magnet mm-hmm. all right Lindsay. next one ready yes he that lies down with dogs shall rise up with fleas Ooh. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say that. he said it. That is correct. He did. Wow. I've never heard that before. Yeah. But okay. I sleep with Maggie all the time. Aww. Am I going to get fleas? <laughs> My sister has fleas right now. She was literally just on the phone with me Ooh. before we got on with you. But her neighbor's <gasps> dog gave dog. fleas. Oh, there, that's how mm-hmm. that happened. Okay. So she oh, laid down shit. with the neighbor's dog and now she has fleas. <sighs> well, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's dog. Right. Oh, exactly. I read that somewhere. Yeah. In Big Dick's al- Big Dick's yeah. Almanac. Uh-huh. Yeah, Big yeah. Daddy Almanac. Yeah. I think James right. Franco said it. Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, totally. So next quote. Lighthouses are more useful than churches. Is this for me? No, this is for Kelly. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh lighthouses are more useful than churches. Yeah, I don't know if he was really religious, so I'm going to go ahead and say he said that. Why not? He liked to sail around to London and such. He did not say that, ah. but he wrote a sim... It's kind of being a little tricky here, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. these quotes that I'm giving you are like what people say, but it's not really exactly... Right. Got um, it. So... He almost got into a shipwreck off the coast of Britain, and he wrote, Were I a Roman Catholic, perhaps I should build a chapel to some saint, but I am not. I should build a lighthouse instead. Got it. Got so, it. You know. Okay. Okay. I have one more, and I just showed Kelsey the answer, so you guys can both guess. Okay. This is my absolute favorite. No gains without pains. Adorable. <gasps> Did Ben Franklin say that? <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna, I think he said it. If he said that, I mean, he said he, said he was Nick the original daddy. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was either him or Eminem. So I'm gonna go Ben Franklin. Let's go for it. Yeah, we say yes, dude. He, what if it was Eminem? Dude, though? he said it. I screamed when I read that. I was like so happy because he invented no pain, no gain. He, he literally invented, invented no it. Pain, no gain. Yes. Wow. I'm obsessed. I'm learning so much today. Wow. Who would have thought, right? Honesty is the best policy. No gains without pains. Amazing. That's so love cute. Him. I love wow. That. He said a lot right? of things that stuck around. Mm-hmm. Especially that thing about the mm-hmm. wine, the, the rain going into the wine uh, roots. God loving us so much. God loves us. Mm-hmm. Good game, everybody. Let's get back to right. Franklin's life. So <laughs> he was really a champion for Philadelphia. He loved Philly and he helped evolve it into the largest city of its time. I'm sure you guys know this. Like Philly almost was, or I think for a portion of time, it was the nation's capital, right? That's right. And then it changed it was to the first capital, yeah. I believe. In the 1730s, he created something called a junto, which is a social and self-improvement study group for young men that met weekly to debate morality, philosophy, and politics. The Junto members wanted to expand their reading choices, and thus Franklin helped to incorporate America's first free library called the Library Company of Philadelphia in 1731. All because these dudes were like, 
hey, I want to read more books. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like, right? I need more of those. Yeah. <laughs> no women allowed. So, but we want to read more. <laughs> nope. No girls allowed. No girls allowed in our tree. They did it in a treehouse, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So Kelsey did know this because I was talking to her about this. Her and her husband, when they were in high school, I think we told you guys, were volunteer firefighters. Ben yes. Franklin organized the first ever volunteer fire company called the Union Fire Company. That's amazing. Like how many things does he found? Like it just a million. It I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you a million more. A million I, more. <laughs> I have a feeling when we cuz this is something that happens with fuck you I'm smarter. When you find out a famous inventor when you like do a rabbit hole, you see that they invented so much more than what they get like credit for. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that he's like a total renaissance man. Yeah. I can't wait to see what else oh, he yeah. invented besides the wood oh, flippers. Yeah. He, so <laughs> besides he, electricity. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> apparently, like, during this time, there was a shit ton of fires in Philly, too. So he even founded something called the Pennsylvania Contribution for Insurance Against Loss by Fire, a.k.a. Whoa. like fire insurance? insurance agency. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, cool. He helped launch projects to pave clean and light Philadelphia's streets. In addition to the library, he helped launch the American Philosophical Society and the Pennsylvania Hospital. The library company, Philosophical Society, and hospital are still around today. They wow. still exist. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Anyways. <laughs> every every couple sense. I love him. <laughs> He's like the mascot of Philadelphia, even though Oh yeah. He wasn't born in Philadelphia. Was he born in Philadelphia? I think he was from Boston, but Boston. then he li- but he obviously yes, lived yes, born in Philadelphia in for but like so most of his life. That right? He's like yeah. he's your mascot. So yeah. one of my sources on this paper and one of my favorite places to visit is the Franklin Institute. If you guys ever have a free like afternoon or day, visit the Franklin Institute. It's just a delight. It's so good. It's a museum. There is a big section that's credited to him and like his inventions and his life, hmm. but there's also like rotating exhibits and wow. there's one of those I dome IMAX saw, theaters. I think I saw the Titanic exhibit there. Yeah. Like a million yeah, years they, ago. Yeah, they have stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I saw a really cool Pixar one where they like showed you every single step of creating a Pixar like movie. Oh, that's awesome. so cool. After a while, he was so busy. He was booked and busy, right? Now he's getting busy, Lindsay. Now this is busy. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but by 1749, he retired and began to focus on scientific experiments and inventions full time. Cool. Earlier in 1743, he had invented a heat-efficient stove called the Franklin stove. This was a cast-iron stove that radiated heat from all four sides and allowed users to control the wood-burning rate by changing the airflow. Wow. Like, before this, it was just a fireplace, and that burned through wood really, really quickly, Mm -hmm. and also sparks would fly out, which would set fires once again. So, you know... And the heat would go, like, straight up the chimney. It wouldn't, like, actually heat the house, right? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. like, a lot of the heat was lost through the chimney. So this was, like, a much more efficient way to conserve Mm. wood and to prevent fires. 
He also invented a musical instrument called the glass harmonica. Kelsey, take it away. You're going to play it? You have a glass harmonica? Uh, No, I wish. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, we wanted you to play it. (laughs) Sorry, we have to go. (laughs) I was promised a glass harmonica recital. (laughs) You will get one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wish. I wonder if they have any. Uh, there, There is one in the Franklin Institute. Well, I can't play that one. (laughs) Go break in and get it. Of all of my inventions, the glass harmonica has given me the greatest personal satisfaction. Wow. There you go. go. Beautiful. (laughs) Good impression. I think that's probably exactly what he sounded like. (laughs) I wonder if he was buried with his little glass harmonica. Maybe. Let me tell you about them. He was inspired by English musicians who created sounds by rubbing their fingers over brims of glasses filled Mm. with water. So the final glass harmonica was actually a bunch of different sizes of glass bowls arranged like horizontally, not upright on this rotating shaft. So the shaft would go through the center of the bowls and they would all spin. Hmm. And the player of the harmonica would spin this shaft with like a foot pedal and then run wet fingers over the rotating bowls. So it kind of looked like a piano. It's very sensual. It, yeah. <laughs> it's a shaft and wet fingers. That's why he got the greatest pleasure out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> like This like literally reminds me of Miss Congeniality where she's like in the talent portion and she's like playing all the glasses of water. Do you remember that? (laughs) I feel like to come up with that contraption that you just described, you'd have to be so high on like hemp or whatever they were smoking at that time. Yeah, Like Mm -hmm. he was so high with like Sam Adams and he was like, I have an idea. What if I take these bowls and I put them on a spinny thing? Like, it's ridiculous. It's great. I mean, that's how desperate these people were for music. Right. So the glass harmonica was actually a huge success. Mozart and Beethoven actually wrote music for it. And Franz Mesmer, who is an early pioneer in hypnosis, used the instrument to take his patients into deeper trances. Oh, my God. This sounds so cool. Basically sounds like the glass bowl thingies. Like a singing bowl. Like singing bowls. I want to go to like, yeah, this sounds like you'd go and like lay in a yoga studio on your mat with some pillows and like someone would play the glass harmonica. No, not somebody. Meditating. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin is in the middle playing. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. And then he's gone. And you're just like, oh my God, Ben Franklin, take me into a dream. (laughs) Dig Daddy Franklin or whatever. (laughs) Big Dick Daddy Franklin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta pay that's extra the, that's for that. the after show. That's yeah. the that's not included with your fee. Yeah. 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 That's the backstage. Oh yeah. yeah backstage yeah, yeah. access mm-hmm. for sure. In the late nineteenth century though, so after this instrument was around, the popularity of it steeply declined when a rumor spread that the ghostly sounds could cause insanity. Wow. Apparently some people like went insane from it. Some people are really unstable and like I don't think that they need to be yeah. writing all of these reviews. Like we can take that with a grain of salt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also read that the bowls were sometimes painted to distinguish like different notes mm-hmm. or whatever with lead paint. So, you know, you're wetting your fingers, you're touching lead painted bowls. Nice. And then that so that also might have something to do with it. Explain yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense now. 
So he die. was poisoning people. You have to die for your art. No pain, no gain. Ben Franklin said that. <laughs> you do. No pains, no gain. No gains without no gains, no gains without, without pain. Z- pain. I thought there was an S. How many pains? Only Franklin just T pain. Mm-hmm. Only Ben knows. Let's move. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Some more inventions are bifocals, yes. which you're wearing right now, and they look lovely on you. That's right. Thank you. He had a problem. He needed a different set of lenses to see where he was going. Right. And then he would like have to take these off and put on different glasses for when he needed to read or like look at something up close. So he was like, screw this. This is annoying. I don't want to have to carry right. around two freaking glasses. So he literally cut the lenses in half right. and then put the glass in the frames like half and half amazing genius because big dick daddy was a was a book slut and he needed to read yeah, his books he needs yeah. to read oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we are making ben franklin dirty and yeah, i'm here for it. it book slut yeah <laughs> hashtag book slut <laughs> these bifocals are pretty much once again still in use today yeah amazing there's not that much changes in the design incredible some more of his notable inventions are the urinary catheter <gasps> wow wow <laughs> not quite sure where he felt the need to invent that but well he was involved in like the hospital or whatever i guess yeah yeah that's amazing though yeah no it's because he's a yeah dirty he dick, yeah, you know? dirty dick <laughs> yeah. literally you know but that's into. crazy he's not even a doctor <laughs> like i know he's like helping with the hospital and stuff but like that's something that i feel like a medical like right. doctor would come up with that's incredible yeah but oh, yeah. doctors back then like put leeches on you although there's still some meds there's something to that that's real but <laughs> They also were like bloodletting and doing all, all kinds of crazy shit that is not good for you. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you have a cold? Bloodletting. <laughs> but this is a you know. legit thing that we still have. Right. Well, it's amazing. it all started somewhere. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys knew this. This next one my grandma actually had. It's called the long arm. It's basically like a reaching device that you can get stuff off the top shelf. It's like a wooden. Oh, yeah. You know those? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my grandma had he one He invented them. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. I had one with a dinosaur head at the end of that. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. I love, that. I love those Yeah, things. they're cool. He also invented an odometer to measure speed. Wow. wow. Rocking chairs. Great invention. Wow. That I think I've heard of. And... I mean, I've heard of rocking chairs, but I mean, I think I heard that he, okay. he invented <laughs> yeah. it, is what I meant. Yeah. I you were- I've heard of those. <laughs> I've heard of... <laughs> I think I saw it in a book somewhere once. No, but that's like a huge thing that we still use. That's awesome. So now we're getting to the lightning rod. (gasps) Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The rod. (laughs) It's still sexual. (laughs) Everything he does is sexual. There's sexual undertones to all of it. He called it a rod for a reason, Mm, ladies. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The summer of 1747, Franklin conducted experiments with electricity. Mm. He had this like hypothesis. He thought that there were similarities between electricity and lightning like up until now electricity was kind of a new thing that was happening people always knew about lightning but he's like i think there's something going on here so he wanted to prove it so electricity what's the status of electricity within like homes at this point or like in you know what do we know 
That's a great question. Because I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think it was happening yet. Like I think like that was like an 1800s thing. No? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, like Thomas Edison style. Yeah. Right? I guess Didn't they like knew st- about it, but maybe they didn't know how to I harness think he, it. I think mm-hmm. he did something pre like electricity and homes. Like he was Ben Franklin was the one who like figured out how to like harness it for. Yeah. And then that was what led to later inventions of being able to use it. Probably. For homes and stuff. Yeah. At the same time, though, like, Ben wanted to create an invention, a.k.a. lightning rod, to protect Mm -hmm. people, buildings, and other structures from lightning. So this, I guess, was a problem. Like, Mm. people kept getting struck by lightning. People kept getting electrocuted. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So actually, this is kind of interesting. Apparently, (laughs) there was, like, politics involved in what type of lightning rod you had. Ugh, there always is. Ben... And the colonists, you know, the Americans were like, okay, you're a patriot if you have a pointy topped lightning rod, because the point helps get lightning better or something. But all the people who were like up Britain's ass were like, no, it's a blunt top lightning rod. So depending on which one you had on your building would like show your... Wow. So politicizing everything isn't new? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Wow. Lightning rods. Let's go. Anyways, crazy. So in June of 1752, Franklin was in Philly. I like to call it the summer of love. Summer of of Ben Franklin's love. (laughs) Of electric love. Of electric electric feels. Shock me like an electric eel. (laughs) He also wrote that song. He's pretty talented. There's a glass harmonica. Yeah, he wrote a glass harmonica. But they just pulled out Getting high off that lead. Oh, so nice. So nice. What a time to be alive. He was in Philly and he was actually like waiting for the steeple on top of Christ Church to be completed so he could test one of his lightning experiments. But apparently it wasn't getting done fast enough. He was impatient. And he's like, you know what? A kite. I'm going to get a kite that'll get close to these storm clouds and this will work for my experiment. So he needed a way to attract an electrical charge. So he used a metal key attached to the string of the kite. Genius. He tied the kite string to an insulating silk ribbon around his hand. Like somehow he knew that like this silk ribbon won't shock me as much as the string. I don't even know. That's amazing that he like trusted that. He's like, I'm just going to take a chance, but I'm pretty sure this silk ribbon is going to protect me. He definitely could have gotten like really hurt but he didn't killed but basically as soon as some of the lightning interacted with the key he was like yeah my hypothesis is right lightning is a form of electricity boom wow i'm i'm brilliant that was the big the big moment that he's so famous for and actually his son william who was 21 at the time was the only person to witness this And I also read that Ben, like, wrote a lot. You know, he was, like, always writing. He was always reading. He never wrote about this. Huh. Somebody else wrote about it later on. I don't know if it was William, but that's how we know about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. I wonder if he just didn't think it was, like, ready for public knowledge. Mm -hmm. So he just didn't write about it yet. Yeah. Wow. Maybe not. But yeah, so that's the big event. But wow. basically, due to all of his work in improving the city of Philadelphia, Franklin was elected to city council in 
1748 and then elected as Justice of the Peace the following year. Wow. He was then elected as a Philadelphia alderman and representative to the Pennsylvania Assembly, where he was reelected until 1764. So he's just got now. Now we're getting into politics here. Mm-hmm. So two years later, <sighs> he, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So two years later, he accepted a royally at this time was appointed by the king position as the deputy postmaster of North America. Hmm. You guys don't know this about me. Kelsey knows this about me. I love the post office. So this goes hand in friggin' hand. <laughs> I love the post office. I have a necklace that my boyfriend got me that's a little mailbox that opens. <laughs> oh my you god, that's so the- cute. You see it? I think it's a little hard to see. <laughs> you are the only I see person I see in the world that loves the post office. <laughs> I, I think have, she is. I have merch. I have like post office t shirt. I love that. The post office is where people behave the worst. I of the worst. I don't <laughs> no. hate the post office. I love the concept of the post office. I like all the little boxes. But that's why like the I people like people are the angriest. But it's like this old institution that I think is actually really like vital to humanity 100%. of like communication. And I think it's I I appreciate your love for it. I, I get it. See? I, I do get it. I get it. See, it's she so gets stressful it. Stressful when people that's the number one place people stand in line and go do you know what you know what else taking too long you know what else i love though i actually love like i it's it's unrelated but there's a similarity like i love the airport like i feel like it's a similar type of vibe like a sim it's a similar thing it's like people people are angry traveling i know anyway but i mean have you heard of the concept of like liminal spaces no do you know what i'm talking about Oh, because it's like that concept. Have you heard of that? mm -mm. Not where you normally are. And it like changes. You like go from one place to another sort of. Yeah. So apparently an airport is like considered maybe a post office could be considered this also a liminal space because it's like not quite ground. It's kind of like a little woo woo, as Kelsey says, like it's not quite grounded in reality. It's a little bit of like a strange like aura that you're there because you're just really passing yeah. through you're no not one remaining. stays there i mean unfortunately especially like <laughs> exactly but, yeah no 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 that makes yeah. sense i like i think i like liminal spaces i don't share your feelings kelly on the airport unfortunately but thank you for taking yeah. my side for <laughs> i, am the, I, I do. postal um, workers yeah. i just feel like the, str- <laughs> the most stressed out disgruntled people are at the post office, in the line at the post office, mm-hmm. in my experience. I'm always like hating someone inside of a post office for their bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's not the post office fault. No, but I hate yeah. it because of those people. No. Right. Well, I say hate the player, not the game. You know what I'm I saying? I hear you. But I love post people. There you go. Well, <laughs> love post people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> post people (laughs) i like have the biggest anxiety around the post office yeah like i I don't mailing stuff freaks me out like not letters like packages packages stress me out yeah people Mm -hmm. do people have a lot of stress i've had a baby gift for my uh co-worker that i bought like a month before her baby was born and now it's Oh, two months after her baby's born, I still haven't sent it because I'm like, you I don't want to go to the post office. I'll send it. Yeah, for you. there Thank you go. You. Yeah, that's I was just a, waiting for you that's to, a symbiotic. I was just waiting for you to offer, <laughs> to be honest, because yeah. oh gosh, I can't. I'm used to it. All right, now we got to talk about this. I love Ben, but around this time, he had enslaved people working for mm. him in his home and his print shop. Mm, not, not great. Good. Not great. Oh, he's a he's less sexy. So he's less sexy now. 
Yeah. Over the years, his view on slavery evolved to the point that he considered the institution inherently evil and freed all of his enslaved people in the 1760s. Okay. Well, better late than never. We love a growth, relearning, unlearning, relearning. Yeah. Yeah. Change. Accountability. Exactly. Later in life, he became outspoken in his opposition to slavery. He was the president of the Pennsylvania Society for promoting the abolition of slavery. And in the years before his death, he actually, like literally right up until his death, he petitioned the U.S. Congress to end slavery and the trade of enslaved people. Okay. That's good. Didn't start out great. Got better. But it's good. It's good to know that, you know, after like Hamilton became such a success and people started like fact checking things like we had. These are the things we were missing in school. These mm-hmm. are the nuances no one was telling us. Yep. Like, they were like, yeah, Benjamin Franklin's the best person in the world. But like, we have to know that like at that time he had slaves. Right. Everyone had slaves. Like he oh, yeah. also had slaves. But some people learned from their mistakes and some people didn't and i think that like these things are important to talk about you yeah, know for sure absolutely kelsey got me into hamilton we actually went for her birthday Cute. to see them they were in philly it was awesome but i like want to learn more specifically about john lawrence because oh, like yeah. i've never heard of that person before until hamilton and i'm like why why don't i know about him and he's such a fun part of the show too like they made him such a fun character yeah. yeah, I don't know. But but I feel like if if that is a true, you know, historical like person that was with the founding fathers and all this shit like during that time, like, why don't I know about right. him? You know what I mean? Because we suck at recounting yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a drunk. Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was he? Well, he comes out and says like that he's been drinking pints and he's working on his third and he has like mm-hmm. a whole. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Two pints of John Adams, and I'm working on three. These red coats, coats don't I only saw it once, so I don't remember any. I don't know who, who you're talking about or <laughs> what, don't know the words to the song. So, but I enjoyed it. It's okay. Yeah. He's He likes to drink. Okay. In... 1757 franklin was appointed to the pennsylvania assembly and he was the colony's like negotiating agent in england he traveled to london to negotiate and took his son william with him his wife deborah like refused to leave though she didn't want to leave philly and so she stayed behind with their daughter sarah philly's a great town he spent most of the next 20 years in london oh where he was drawn to the high society and intellectual salons of the city so despite loving England, like he like he loved it. His heart was still like, I'm going to help America gain their independence mm-hmm. from the Brits. On the other hand, his son, William, was appointed as the royal governor of New Jersey and mm. did not agree with his father's views. Ooh, so interesting. That scruff. Yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving was awkward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was like an Englishman. William considered himself an Englishman, even though he was born, you know, in Philly. Right. But 20 years there, like, as a young kid is a lot. So, basically, this, like, awkward situation was never healed between those two. Mm -hmm. When the British Parliament passed the Stamp Act in 1765, many people were upset. The Stamp Act 
imposed an unpopular tax on all printed materials for commercial and legal use in the colonies. Many people thought that Franklin was like behind this since he was involved in the postal system. Mm. But he like passionately was like, fuck this. And he denounced the tax and helped contribute to the act's repeal in 1766. Since Deborah refused to join Ben on any of his trips to Europe, he hadn't seen her for over 10 years when she passed away in 1774 from a stroke at the age of 66. What the fuck? So from my research, though, no research of him cheating on her while they were married. I'm just I'll just say that. But we yeah, not a lot of think pieces went out on that one. Right? <laughs> so he was removed as the postmaster general by the king after like, you know, denouncing the Stamp Act and such uh-huh. and returned to North America the following year. Hmm. So not because of his wife. Of not course. because his no. wife died, just because, just because of the, he, the, he got fired. <laughs> yeah. 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 He got fired. So the man loves his job, you know? He he it, he freaking works. Like that's all that he yeah. freaking does is just like I would have hated to be his wife though. Yeah. Like, come on. Horrible. <laughs> you might have loved like, it, but I you would have never been able to see it. No, he's like always in the garage no, like, tinkering on something and you're just yeah. like yeah. I would rather be like working with him. Right. And doing yeah, but shit he with him. Right. I wouldn't want to be his wife. I would want to be his business right. partner. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll accept Got that. It. Yeah. The next year, Ben Franklin was elected to the Second Continental Congress and appointed as the first United States Postmaster General for the colonies. Mm. In 1776, he was one of five men to draft the Declaration of Independence. He helped write it. He helped it, write it. Even okay. though, yeah. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> exactly. Literally can. <laughs> Unhear <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Got it. <laughs> After. Well done. We, we talked about yeah, that in our episode, right? It yeah. comes yeah. up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, just so ingrained in our culture. Oh, just yeah. like Ben Franklin. Same just person. Just like Benny. So after he signed the declaration, he went to France as an ambassador to the court of King Louis XVI. Hmm. So Louis. King Louis. <laughs> the Fr- this is when the sexy times come out. Oh, yeah? Did he have sex with the king? The French loved him. Oh. And he loved the French. Sorry. Ooh. Oh, no, he just was, like, very popular. Mm. He was, like... He, mm, was known, he, was. he was known as the man who tamed lightning. Ooh, like, that is... Now, that's so, really sexy. Yeah. Bad boy. He was apparently pretty humble and dressed like a backwoodsman. I don't really know. Rugged. Like a backdoorsman. Oh. (laughs) He does have some, like, portraits of him painted with, like, a raccoon hat on. Oh, wow. That's not my look. Like an American boy. (laughs) That's so funny that that's what they thought of as, like, American. Like, Daniel Boone. So, he spoke a little bit of French, but, like, he was a big flirt. He was famously a flirt. Um, The ladies ladies. loved him. Yeah. He proposed to somebody, a, fr- a French woman, and she was like, nah. But I like your hat. Yeah, I like your hat. <laughs> <laughs> so due to his popularity in France, the French government signed a treaty of alliance with the Americans in 1778. He was also present to sign the Treaty of Paris in 1783 after the Americans had won the revolution. So after almost 10 years in France, he returned back to the United States in 1785. I'm surprised he didn't, like, die on some ship. Like, the amount of commutes he had was insane. He, though, most likely had money 
true to do all of this because he has like a million businesses and shit you know that was that was my question i was thinking about earlier is like how did he make his like money was it his store was it it was probably the newspaper right i mean is the newspaper what like made him all his money because this is a lot Mm -hmm. of time and traveling and like Mm -hmm. you, you must have had a lot of money but i'm sure the newspaper at that time was his money maker i guess he was also like in politics and stuff and i wonder if at the time they were i don't know yeah if i wonder were, if they like funded his travel yeah, yeah. right yeah the the government he also right yeah private planes yeah. going printed, to cancun he, you know <laughs> he printed the Jet currency setting, yeah. so he was probably making that government money oh yeah too. he was probably printing a few extra oh, bucks yeah. to slip oh, in yeah. his pocket Oh, oh yeah. yeah he was oh, like yeah, i'm gonna sure. upgrade to first class <laughs> <laughs> in 1787 he was elected to represent pennsylvania at the constitutional convention which drafted and ratified the new u.s constitution and he was actually the oldest person there at the age of 81 wow that's pretty old especially in that time he's like 500 in today's age (laughs) so he created the great compromise which tickled my brain from school because i kind of remember Mm. learning about this which was calling for equal representation in the house of representatives um and senate like per state oh wow yeah oh well that didn't happen yeah did it (laughs) right who knows? Well, <laughs> well yeah. like that was a it? true question. I don't. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. It could mean, Did it that could mean I don't know what of, it means exactly. It can mean a lot of things. He yeah. He could have said, "Well, Kentucky needs to be here too." Kentucky wasn't a thing, but uh, you know, well, Boston needs to whatever <laughs> needs to be here too. Or now we do the electoral exactly. college. Like he could have been like, "Well, we need more votes because mm. this is a bigger place." I don't know what that means. Hmm. I have a feeling that it means like not necessarily about like how many people in the house versus how many people in the senate but like they hold like equal weight in decision making power and got stuff it. like this mm. I, I got think it. so this has to go really through know. through congress and through the senate like maybe that's the exactly exactly i think senate yeah, is I part think of that's congress. congress is you mean the, the house senate or the house yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah that's enough politics for today <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm exhausted. Exactly. Luckily, we're done talking that, Woo! about that. All right. Let's talk about his dick again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Are there any accounts of his dick? Not that I read. Is this a family-friendly podcast? <laughs> no, they wouldn't have invited us on. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> ben Franklin passed away on April 17th, 1790 in Philadelphia in the home of his daughter, Sarah. He was 84 and suffered from gout and other various ailments. Right. But he lived so long. He gave most of his estate to Sarah and very little to William. He's a traitor. Because he was a... uh, He's a traitor. Yeah. Because he hates America. He donated money to fund scholarships, schools, and museums in Boston and Philadelphia. What a guy. Is that... The Franklin Institute was really like he started it. Great question. I'm not sure. Carly, I think you're supposed to know everything. Don't you absolutely know everything about him? I mean, isn't that what this was? Now you're just a walking encyclopedia. A couple more tidbits of him. No, no, no. Tell us everything. Just hang on. I was going to try to look up to see if he started the Franklin Institute, but then my sister called me to talk about the fleas, so I can't use my phone right now. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So he probably did. Let's just say he did. Let's just say he did. Let's Let's just say he did. Let's just say it. Yeah, he he totally. He did enough. We can bonded. fudge a couple things. Yeah, yeah. Despite passing down generous amounts of money to his daughter and these various institutions, 
Ben Franklin had collected little to no money <gasps> from his inventions. He refused to patent any of them, saying, As we enjoy great advantages from the inventions of others, we should be glad of an opportunity to serve others by any invention of ours. And this we should do freely and generously. Oh, I love that. And then I cry. Wow. And then I cry. No, that is so true. It's like, this is for the good of humanity. It's not for my personal gain. Exactly. Because especially when you think about things that like really do help people stay alive, like vaccines or whatever, you know, the catheter, the catheter. Right. That's like, you know, a (laughs) medical necessity in some situations. It's like that. It's just for the good of humanity. I love him. Oh, Uh, yeah. He redeemed himself. I love him, too. Yeah. Over 20,000 people attended his funeral, and his electric personality still ignites the world today. Electric, hey! Oh, yeah! I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Big dick daddy. And that's Ben Franklin. Wow. Wow, that was so fun. Thanks. Good job, Carly. I love him. Really good I job. love him even more. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I learned a lot today. I just... Also, there was yeah, so much I, infidelity at that time that was documented. And, like, I'm not saying he didn't cheat on his wife, but the fact that he, sure he had, did. like, a famous mistress in London and then <laughs> right. a famous mistress in Paris that everyone knew about. Like, yeah. you know, that's how it kind of was at that time. And documented that it was just that, you know? Yeah, um, right. Wow, that's so interesting. I think I'm sure. I'm sure he did. I'm I mean, sure I'm he sure points he did. for being discreet, but though. Ho- but hopefully, yeah. she did too. You know, right? I mean, right. your husband yeah. leaves sure. the country yeah. for 20 years. 20 years. What are you gonna do? Yeah. 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 What are you just gonna be sitting there? Yeah. Drying up? No. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No. No. You're gonna take Gotta those wet D. fingers and you're gonna play your uh, glass harmonica. Your lead glass harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> that's right. One thing I learned from you, Carly, is how, and also the show Hamilton, but that you reminded <laughs> me of, is how much time they spent overseas, like trying to like build a mm-hmm. case or make negotiations. Like now we could just pick up a phone and like have a relationship with people on the other end. But, right. you know, you watch. Oh, they had to go over there and get fonts. They had to go there for years, oh, though, yeah. years, and and create a name and a case for themselves as to why, you know, the colonies should be freed. And these are things that I just didn't even think about when I thought about, like, the history of America mm-hmm. took place in America. But so much of it was right. tied to overseas, and I don't think I got that as a kid. We're all connected. Right. Yeah, me neither. I think you bringing that up just made me realize yeah. that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Franklin Institute, like, by the way, was like, not started by Benjamin Franklin. Uh, just FYI. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for up. checking. Thank you for yeah, our fact yeah, check, no yeah. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did start in 1824, so not that long after. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. The one part of it is very, like, marble-y, like, 
I was going to say temple-y, but that's not what I'm trying to... You know what I'm talking about? Like it's basically the, like the, a temple to Ben Franklin. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, it's a, big, like a big temple statue of him. <laughs> you can pray to oh, him. Oh, yeah, that's right. There yeah. is a big statue of him. It has the... It has... Um, Ooh, I wonder how big his marble dick is. Kelsey! <laughs> is he wearing clothes in Huge. it? Or is the size of a car. Like a naked <laughs> He's wearing clothes. Well, let's take a field trip and go see. <laughs> Sorry, we're not paying admission. We're just here for we're just Benjamin here for the Franklin's deck. marble I mean, definitely get arrested. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can we sign his lap? I was about to be wholesome with it because that room has like the whisper spot, but, but we you know what? Never mind. You guys. We oh, it. the whisper spot. That's right. Yeah. What's the like if you spot? stand on one side. Yeah. If you stand on one side, it's one of those like domed dome mm-hmm. yeah domed mm-hmm. like marbly rooms that if you stand on one side and you talk like normal or whisper you can be heard like exact like you were standing <sighs> yeah next to oh, the person so on cool. the other side because of the i did one of those in dc like i was getting a tour somewhere in dc and they there was a little thing like that yeah. it was weird she the tour guide's like hold on i'm gonna whisper and then we're like whoa <laughs> and she said benjamin benjamin franklin has a monster dong <laughs> We heard it. Sixteen inches. Oh my dong. <laughs> That's right. I gotta know now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. Sorry it. that we ruined it for you, Carly. <laughs> it's just making it better, though, no, right? It's, it's this cool, is it's all cool. part of her fantasy. Carly yeah. wanted to have a nice time. It's okay. It's okay. Kelsey um, researched Rasputin for one of her Ooh, episodes. He had and a I was huge like, dick. Didn't he have a huge dick? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. a huge See? dick. He was really fucked up, so don't worry. According to who? Like he probably all his lovers. They had orgies and shit all the time. Right. That was report. That was like reported. Yep. Could be some rumors. Right. That's true. I mean, be all rumors. We didn't see a portrait of the dong. Didn't see it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But we can imagine it in our hearts and in our minds. That's Mm -hmm. right. Speaking of hearts and minds, thank you guys so much. Oh my god! Thank you for <laughs> thank allowing you for us, having us um, to be filthy and dirty. being our first ever guest. Yay! Well, I'm not. I'm sure not everyone will talk about dicks the whole time, but um, we are so honored to be your first guests. And you were our first ad to our chalkboard yes. for our, our podcast. podcast. Yeah, so. we have a podcast that's very <laughs> educational. So we have a chalkboard behind us. And uh, yeah, you guys invented knobs out. Knobs and we wrote out. that on the chalkboard and we'll remember it forever. Take a listen to Fuck You, I'm Smarter. Yes. Next yes. Time. Please listen to Fuck You, I'm Smarter. Do listen to our podcast. <laughs> yes. And you can you can find us at Kelly and Lindsay on Instagram. And through that, you could go to the link in our bio. There's a link tree and it has all of our information on there. Yay. Yay. This is so great. Thanks for being the best guest Yay. ever. Oh, we love you guys. Ladies. This was so fun. <laughs> it was super, super fun. How do we find Thank a way you. to like combine our podcasts all the time? We might, like, have, we to might have to do that. We might have to do like mm-hmm. every so often do another crossover. We might have to do yeah. that for yeah. sure. Let's do it. We're Let's down. Do it. Let's do we it. We can't wait. Honestly, making your chalkboard was like my biggest accomplishment <laughs> this year. It I'm was, so excited. So. It, yeah. We never said we were going to do that. It just organically it happened, happened. <laughs> and now it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably... It Look, might. It's not going to happen. There's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of room. There's not a lot of room. It's got to be huge. Listen to to get on. Listen to fuck you. I'm smarter to learn what made it to the chalkboard. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not telling you now. Ooh, there you go. Exactly. You gotta listen. Exactly. Yeah. Great job. But uh, great job, everyone. Great Thanks. job all around. Yeah. Claps for all. <laughs> and 
that's it. That's all. That's all. That's folks. all. Folks. Yeah, we don't know how to end our pos- <laughs> podcast ever. But um, for the podcast, for our podcast, brought to you by the letter, you can find us on social media on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at by the letter pod. Or you can email us with any suggestions, comments, concerns, questions at by the letter pod at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, that's, that's all. all. That's officially all. <laughs> that's it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.